How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's continue our conversation on how to get ourselves out of the ruts that we're in in our lives. This is an important conversation to have, especially during these difficult times, you know, with COVID-19 being a thing that's probably not going to be leaving our foreseeable future. It's something we just have to prepare for, something that's been constantly affecting the lives of ourselves or our loved ones. And so, um, because of that, most of the time people look at these as, at these things as a dreadful aspect in life that really impacts whatever vision they had for themselves. It's almost like a, like life was going a certain way and then it's like a dead stop. And, and when you have that abrupt stop, it's, it's, it can be pretty hard for a lot of people, especially when you were making progressions and you were moving up in life or, you know, doing what you wanted to do. And now all of this all of a sudden happened. But, um, I, I, you know, we can delve into that idea. We can sit here and think about how this is affecting everyone. And, and I will one day address it. <clears throat> I've been meaning to have like a COVID week, <laughs> um, for, for a while to actually talk about it. Funny enough, since this podcast started and it started during, you know, the, you know, the epitome of this, well, actually almost every single day becomes a new epitome, but like at the very, um, since the very beginning of my podcast, it's been through COVID-19. Um, and I've had yet to talk about it really. I've, I've brought it up here and there, but nothing really like a, a full podcast to talk about it. So I need to dedicate a week to it, my thoughts on it. But here's another just a little tidbit for me personally, and and it sucks to have to openly admit this, but for my family and for myself, especially COVID-19 has been nothing and I'm not a religious person, um, but it's been, I just, I like using the word blessing. I don't know why, even though it has like a religious connotative to it, but, uh, or connotation to it, but uh, it's been a huge blessing for, for my family, to be honest. It's been, it, it's allowed you know me and my wife to to grow and evolve and look at different ways that we can work as a team and and work together a, a lot better than we've we ever have before um a lot of problem solving has has been hit and i just love when i have new problems that i have to address and that's what today's podcast is all about by the way so i just need to get this out of the way um but yeah, just a ton of problems. Clearly, you know, I lost um, a great job. I got furloughed from it. Um, this, I'm living in a city that is one of the worst, <laughs> one of the worst impacted cities of all cities in the United States when it comes to COVID nineteen. Literally, we depend on hospitality, and when when you have an epidemic like this, and half of the Las Vegas Strip is shut down or not open to the public per se. That's a lot of people's jobs. Um, I think the numbers are are in Las Vegas, for instance. I think it's somewhere upwards of like twenty four, uh, like twenty to twenty four percent of the workforce is currently unemployed at the moment, which is pretty insane. Um, I don't know what it's like in like Reno and and other parts of of Nevada, but here in Las Vegas, it's really bad. And so because of that, I, I mean, easily I, I look at my social media and almost every single one of my friends that I know aren't working. Uh, you know, some of the people that are working are working on individual projects of their own, which I think is so awesome. 
Um, but it is a, a, a difficult time for a lot of those people. <clears throat> and again, you know, in a period like uh, with that happening, uh, uh, you know, being laid off, all of that, and and having a newborn <laughs> and dealing with not working, and and I was I, I was making a majority of the income in the household, and and you know. That wasn't just from that job, but it was from multiple different sources I've talked about already on this podcast last month, all like talking about the different ways that I've made money. Um, you know, Las, Las Vegas hospitality industry during the summer was a big one for me. You know, it was good supplemental money and not making that. So at the very beginning, it was super stressful. Um, you know, I, I thought about moving back to Florida to be closer to family. Um I thought I thought about moving to another state. I didn't want. I'd never want to go back to Florida. I don't want to go back home. Um, it's just not the right state for me. But I thought about moving to like other states, and I was thinking about this pre-COVID because I was looking for just like to get away from Las Vegas. I was looking for more of an area that was more family-oriented uh, because I just knew that my life was going to be revolving around my daughter, and and more so that than anything else in my life. But that all that all went out the window. So it was kind of like you know I had all these plans and and all of it just got thrown in the in in the trash pretty much. I had to start all over again with with ideas and plans. And um, I'm excited, honestly. I'm excited because all of those unfortunate aspects forced me to get back down to what I do best, and that's problem solving. And. I'm not. I'm more happier than I've ever been before, just because I finally found an opportunity that's going to allow me to stay home, be with my family, make great money with minimal amount of time investment from me, working in a field where I'm helping people and um, selling a product that I can truly believe in, and um, yeah, it's just it's super awesome. It's it sounds so great. That it sounds like it could be a multi-level marketing business, and it's not. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great thing. I'm not going to talk about it just yet. I'm going to save it for the, like the very end of this, or not the end, but maybe a couple of days from now when I talk about like different industries you can look into getting into during a pandemic like this. Um, but today is all about problem solving. So, um, yesterday, if you listen to yesterday, you have to listen to the last two days of podcast. Honestly. This week is a big one for everyone. I want this to be something that's super helpful. Yesterday, I talked about failing and how people need to start rewiring their minds to uh, appreciate moments of failure and to give up this ego and, and, and drop this idea that you're just a perfect butterfly because no one is. Honestly, we make mistakes. You know, in the moments that you make mistakes that don't affect others but yourself, those are the best moments that could ever happen to yourself. It sounds difficult to, to comprehend that, but it really is when you reflect on it. And, and we all have gone through this. Literally, there are a million of us where now we can look back at like mistakes we made and how we've become better people because of those mistakes, because we learn from them. And there are others that just don't because they continuously make those mistakes. And this podcast is all like this whole week is about that is to address Getting out of that habit. We need to change that. So I talked about failure and how that's just a super awesome thing. How to address it when it affects others. Because more than likely, eventually, we make mistakes that do affect other people. And um, it sucks. But again, 
there's ways to address that so you don't completely destroy a relationship with someone. And um, Monday, I talked just in general, just about what this week is all about. Just opening up to people. I, I really, I'm tired of seeing so many people not happy with their lives. I, and, and I brought this up in yesterday's podcast. I am not a 10 out of 10 in anything. <laughs> I'm like my looks, my, uh, my ability to talk. I talk really fast. I mean, honestly, you could critique like even my conversational skills, which I think are one of my best features, but I'm not perfect in that either. My problem solving isn't perfect. You know, I still make mistakes when I try to solve problems and even things that I would consider myself an expert in. Sometimes I, I dropped a ball on them and I still make simple mistakes of like things I know the answers to. And so if you categorically took uh, like the ranking of zero to 10 in every category of a person, like from health, finance and everything, I'm not a 10 out of 10 or even like a majority out of 10. Like I'm average. I consider myself average, uh, a little bit above average. I'll give myself that maybe a little bit above average, like a five, five and a half out of 10 or six out of 10, not more than a seven out of 10. My wife probably thinks I'm a 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10, and, and, and bless her soul. My mom probably thinks I am as well, but I'm not. I'm, I'm, there's nothing more unique about me than some individual stories than the next person. We all have unique stories. We all have things that we can contribute. Um, so someone like that, right, has this ability to be in a position in life where in the last six years, they've been able to balance making great money but having as much free time as possible, working less than 40 hours a week, but not living paycheck to paycheck. And so, um, and doing what they want, buying the things that they want, being surrounded by the people that they want to be around. And I'm not a type of person that loves money. I really don't love money. Time to me is more valuable than anything else. I brought this up on Monday and yesterday. Like what is more valuable to me is time. But if I can make the same per hour that a person that makes a hundred grand a year working 40 hours a week does, that's great. That means I make 50 grand a year working 20 hours a week. That's completely fine with me. I'm all right with that. If I need to make more money, then I know I can sacrifice more time, but I'm never in a position where my demand really needs that much money. If both me and my wife are in that same kind of income threshold. So, um, It's, 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 it's feasible. It's feasible to be, and money doesn't make me happy. It, to me, money is this idea and it frustrates my, my stepfather. It frustrates like my best friend. Like when I tell that to people, like people that are really chasing wealth and they're chasing money and they're, and they're chasing that to them, that's what success is. It's like the, the idea that having this capital is what makes you successful person. I, I, I can, I can understand it. Look, I studied finance. I know why people would want a ton of money. I know what it can get you. I've seen it. I've I've traveled first class to Japan. I've stayed at five-star hotels. I've had interpreters in person translating for me. I've had great opportunities. I've been on yachts in the middle of the Bahamas. I've traveled all around the world meeting so many different people doing things that are like from different income levels from 100 millionaires to like, you know, 
just multiple six-figure income people and just seeing the livelihood driving all these different cars. I've been in a Bugatti. I've been, I've driven a Bugatti. I've, I've done all these things. I know what money brings you. Like I'm not, it's not beyond me to understand what this stuff is. I've been fortunate enough to see that world and trust me, I don't care for it. It's really cool. I get why people enjoy it, but it's not for me. I don't want that. Um, could a ton of money make my life so much easier? Yes, it could. I'm not going to argue against that. Unfortunately, we live in a society where capitalism is the predominant ideology for almost everyone around the world. And so if you need things, you need to spend money for it and blah, blah, blah. I get that. I know. But you just got to change your mindset and work towards having a more simpler mind. Like for me, as long as I have internet, uh, great functioning computer and the ability to buy like certain things that allow me to promote a new hobby I want to do. That's all I care about and traveling, excuse me, traveling and providing for my daughter and getting her the things that she needs, the education that she needs, the, um, the classes that she wants to be a part of the trips that she wants to do those things. Like as she gets older, I'll, I'll probably, you know, I mean, by that point, what I'm doing now will already be established for that. And so I don't even need to stress out about that. But um, yeah, I mean, my, 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 that, that's it to provide for my family, do what we want to do. And um, I don't need to have like the, and, and that's a lie too. Like, I, I mean, like, honestly, like I have the latest gadgets all the time. Like I'm, the worst spend freak when it comes to technology. I like, I'm looking around right now as I'm doing a podcast and like most people would be like, what the hell is in this guy's room? And I'm like, what? Like, I, I really enjoy technology. Don't judge. Jeez. Like I'm always amazed by technical stuff. I, I, I need to become a tinker to be honest. I need to get, get into like always building things. Like I, I always enjoy building a computer, but I'm not going to build a new computer every, every year. That's just so costly. But it's coming time, big guy. It's time. It's coming time to upgrade you. So that's going to be something I'm going to be doing soon. I'm super excited to do that. But not that I need to, though. This, this thing is super great. But anyways, look, what I'm trying to get the point across is that look, you do not need to be the smartest, handsomest person out there. You just need certain skill sets, right? That's it. Just certain skill sets are going to help you be in a position where... And again, if you want wealth, great. Like all you have to do is just do what I'm doing, but just work more and then you'll have a ton of money or you could do what I do and value time more and cut back on the time and be comfortable with, you know, the amount of money that I'm bringing up as well. If you can make 50 grand a year doing 20 hours a week of work, I mean, who doesn't want to do that? That's if, if. If it's because you want more money, I, I get it. Okay, cool. You know, 40 hours a week, six-figure income. How many people are listening to this having that, though? Not many. And, again, money doesn't need to be happiness as well. Like, I've met plenty of people that happiness to them was just having a, a, a hammock on the beach on a coastal area in a random country and just living out there and just having a surfboard. No money, no nothing, just being able to wake up every day pick a fruit or a, a food off of the beach that they're on and go surf, drink, have drinkable water, and that's it. Come back, do it all over again. That's awesome. If that's what you're happy in, that's if that's what makes you happy, pursue it. But I'm seeing so many people all the time that are just so 
upset with the world, with their situation. And it's okay to be upset about certain, like I get upset about certain things in this world as well. I get upset about a ton of different things, especially political stuff right now. Um, but I'm still ultimately a happy person though. I have yet to meet someone that could come to me and be like, Jason, why are you so unhappy as a person? I'm not like, I try to live every single day. Like my mentality is that I could die at any second. I could die mid podcast right now. And the last thing I want is to be sad as like the last emotion I have before I pass away. No way. I want to go with a big ass smile on my face. However way it is. And so if it's the worst way, I'm still going to do it with a smile on my face. There's just no way the last moment in my life is going to be a, a sad moment because it's just we have too short of a lifespan. And there are so many people out in this world that really do have it a lot harder than a lot of us. And, and if you're an American with no mental condition, no mental disability and no physical disability, then you have really truly no excuse especially when you travel the world and you see what impoverishment is and you see systems truly, I mean like government systems like truly stacked against people. And again, I get it. Like if, if there are certain racial disparities, educational disparities, look, everyone has to realize that there are certain things that are work harder against them than others. You know, me being a Latin person, it was difficult in certain areas when I would go and say, you know, on my resume, you know, my name is Jason Navarro. They see a last name like Navarro. They're thinking there's some kind of Latin guy. And I bet I've lost on a lot of interview opportunities. And so it's been very difficult for me, especially with no college background as well. So hard. But I, I always knew that if I ever got myself in front of an interviewer, I would always land a job. Always. And I have. I have. And it's because of the fact that... um you know, unless like I truly knew that the job required like some kind of college degree, I just wouldn't even apply to it. And um, and I still would apply to a lot of businesses. And even though they said it was no requirement, I knew I was getting overlooked probably because of the fact that, you know, I have a pretty good background professionally, honestly, I feel like, and still being overlooked for job positions. It was frustrating in certain time periods of my life where I couldn't get jobs that I always wanted to have. You know, since I was a kid, I, my dream job was always to work at, at Google. I've been a Googler since, I mean, I remember back in the day, you had to get invites to Gmail. And like you, a friend would have an, uh, six invites that they could give away. And I remember I'm, one of my Gmail accounts is like my, my original Gmail account is still one of those Gmail accounts where it had to be an invitation. I literally, everything I own is Android, Chromebooks, Gwatch. I mean, literally you name it. I love everything Google, YouTube. I mean, I, I uh, majority of my time in life is spent on YouTube, but yet with that passion and that like degree of wanting and, and wanting to be able to do sales, couldn't do it. I need a degree. Now I'm just not that type of person that's going to go and get a degree. I don't value that piece of paper like some other people do, but, um, so it's, it's, it's clearly, you know, certain things are working against me, but because of that, I just had to learn to work around those things. And so in this podcast, I want to talk about the idea of, of being realistic. I think a lot of people are, because to be an effective problem solver, um, so we'll talk about different skill sets to have to be a, a good problem solver. 
I think the first one is to understand what the problem is in the first place. And so, uh, like whatever it is, um, you know, you have to present yourself with the problem and it could be professional, it could be health, it could be whatever. Like just X thing is something that you're trying to overcome, right? Most people try to avoid problems. You got to change that. You got to start looking at a problem and get excited about trying to overcome it. And trust me, you're not going to be able to overcome all of them. And that's when, like yesterday's podcast, I said it's all right to fail, to make mistakes. It's all, If you're not affecting others, make that mistake so you can learn. But if you can't, then reach out for assistance. Drop that ego. There's plenty of experts out there that can help you. You know, sometimes they'll do even do it for free or for an exchange of service. Like a little bit, of, like you offer some of your time and in return, they'll give you some of their time in that field. And I, I've always enjoyed doing things, transactions that way. Like I, I'm a big person now that doesn't really try to do transactions like money to money. I try to do like, hey, I'm really good at this. You know, can you help me out with this? And And you'd be very surprised. A lot of people do do that because what you're really good at some people need help with that, and they're really good at something that you need help with. So just exchange that those those skill sets. You never know; you might even meet someone that you could even start a potential business with. But um, the first idea is to to just understand what your problem is. Like a lot of people just like go in and just do make a mistake, and then that's fine. You know, you could you could even go that extreme if you want. But I think it's a little bit more. You have you have a little bit more success towards the problem if you just sit back for a second and just analyze the problem. Now you don't want to like analyze it so much that that you like retreat away from like you try to internally justify why you shouldn't do that thing, right? Um, some people do that. Like for instance, like you'll 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 like start to think about all the different what ifs. Like don't do that. Don't be a what ifer as well. Like just be very, and that's what leads into the second part that I was just talking about: being realistic. You just got to be realistic. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people don't do this. Like they just come up. Um, she's going to hate the fact that I bring her up as an example, but my wife is bad about this. Um, she is not great about being realistic about a, a problem. So um, until she like actually spends the time to think about it. And so my, my wife is very rash. She'll like uh, see a problem and then immediately try to think of the first solution to the problem. And then that's like the best solution. And that's, I see a lot of people that do that. They like see a problem, first solution they think of, they apply that solution. But when you do things like that, you never give quality to the, like, that's just so rushed. You just rush into a problem and you're going to get the same results. You're going to get like the, uh, probably the, not the result you want <laughs> because you didn't put the time to try to solve the problem. That problem is going to come and hit you, you know, just as hard with, you know, because of the fact that you didn't spend the time to try to solve it. And so um, it's good to just look at the problem and address like realistically, what are your current capabilities, right? So that's the first and most important thing. You know the problem. What are your capabilities? Like, let's say if it's fitness, let's say I need to run a marathon and uh, like a friend invited me to a marathon to run in a week, right? Problem, running marathon in a week. Can I do that? I haven't ran in a year probably. Um, I'm not like completely out of shape, but definitely not cart like can do like that kind of level of cardio. And this is like what I'm talking about, like being realistic. So at that point, like instead of me just rushing to say, yeah, I could do it. And then like struggling through that thing 
And then, you know, my friend having to feel bad about like his friend, like, you know, not being able to do a simple marathon, uh, which by the way, I don't, I, I mean, it would be an instant no for me, but I mean like this is just kind of the, the thought process and it's just a simple argument, like a simple thought. Um, you know, you know, you have to realistically think of your capabilities and think of like if you can and can't do it and the time span as well. Like I have a week to solve this, not being able to run a marathon problem and I haven't ran in a year. The odds are really against me. I probably shouldn't tackle this problem. Even with a coach, I don't even think a coach could cut that time. Um, and I don't even think there's like technology like shoes or something like that without cheating pretty much. So, yep. Nope. Can't do it, man. Sorry. Um, but hey, maybe in six months, six months, definitely can. I think in six months, I definitely could do it. You know, with that's going to require a lot of work and maybe some coaching from like a friend or an expert that's like a knowledgeable in cardio, but I think I could do it. So, but we all are presented with those kind of problems. So again, it's like, first, it's like recognizing what the problem is. Secondly, getting out of the idea of like what ifs to, to try to justify not tackling a problem. Thirdly, think of uh, realistic scenarios and, and solutions to the problem. Give some time. Now, if you need, I enjoy actually, funny enough, I enjoy problems where they require like reactionary solutions, like yes, no, now. And so, um, because I feel like, you know, eventually when you get good enough at problem solving, you can start tackling things like that. Like you got to work, that's like another muscle to work out, right? And so problem solving is definitely something you need to work out. And when you get good at it, it's kind of fun when people present you like problems or life presents you a problem where you need to think fast and you need to think on your feet. I love those things. I think that's why a majority of the situations I put myself in, like shitty situations, I inadvertently do it subconsciously because I enjoy my ability to see if I can solve the problem. I don't do it every time, but majority of the time I can't get it done. Um, So yeah, so you think about the problem, you realistically think about the solutions to it, and then you go for it, right? You go towards solving the problem. And you make the mistake or you solve it. Great. Good job. You did it. You know, you solved the problem. Congratulations. Or you don't and you make the mistake, right? And like yesterday I said, failing is all right, right? Failing is a means of learning. It is the best way of learning because you're applying yourself and you're, it's the best way to realize your capabilities, you tried mentally to think about it physically. You applied yourself, all of these things, and it didn't work out. And so now it's reflection, right? So this is where this continues with problem solving. If you succeed, you succeed. Boom, success. Like I think I love think of it like the one of those flow charts. It's like, did this happen? No. Okay, then this. Okay, then this. Um, same thing with this. Like you succeed, great. If not, you failed. Perfect. When you fail, reflect now. Don't beat yourself up. Don't berate yourself. No one is going to improve if you do that, right? I mean, you could do it for a second, I guess. Like, we're all human. Sometimes we'll be like, fuck, like, I I knew the answer to that. Or, damn it, I knew I could have done that. Like, why did I make that mistake? You made a mistake. So think about why you made that mistake. Was it like something was on your mind? Were you not wearing the proper equipment? Were you just out of shape? Were you? And just start to think of these things, right? Take note of them. And then 
in the future, if especially if this problem is a reoccurring problem, then you know not to do that again, right? But don't beat yourself up about whatever mistake you make, even if it affects others as well. And like I talked about yesterday, you know, we're going to make mistakes that affect others and there's a right way to address it. If you didn't have a chance to listen to it, definitely listen to yesterday's podcast to listen about failing. But reflection is a very important thing that I think a lot of people also don't do. I think when people say they reflect, they're not reflecting. They're kind of beating themselves up about their past. And you can't really do that. Again, I'm not perfect. I make that mistake. (laughs) Uh, I think, though, a lot of other people do it worse than others. And I I see it a lot. I see it in a lot. Actually, the people that are unhappy about the positions in life that they're in, they tend to do that a lot. They tend to beat themselves up a lot. And there's no reason for it because no one's perfect. No, everyone makes mistakes. And those people that you that you see that are super successful, like if you read actually their autobiography, the first half of the autobiography for every successful person I've ever read about, every one of them, except for maybe a handful of exceptional, or not exceptional, but exceptions, because of the fact that uh, uh, they got a lot of luck, like Mark Zuckerberg, for instance, is probably like a, a very lucky person. Bill Gates, very lucky person. But if you look at some, uh, like a majority of successful people, like the other 80% of successful people, half of their autobiography is a ton of failure, a ton of it. I mean, the people that love our president, for instance, that guy has gone bankrupt or had multiple bankrupt businesses. Um, and there are a lot of successful people that have the, those kind of stories where they've literally, imagine bankruptcy. Like bankruptcy is like, if you've ever dealt with bankruptcy, you know how difficult that it is. It's like a, like a hard thing to, to ever come out of. Like a, a corporate bankruptcy is a little bit different because it doesn't necessarily affect you personally as bad, but it's still bad technically, especially when it's linked in your name. But... Those people will come out and say, you know, I, I learned from that mistake and I'm going to go back into that industry or not go into that industry because I realize my skill sets aren't there for that. And so when you reflect on it, it's a great opportunity to realize either if you made the mistake out of an uh, unintentional reasons, like you know the answer to it and you just weren't thinking properly and you just made the mistake, then reflect on it and then you won't make that mistake again. But if it's a mistake where you need to go out and look for resources, this is the last part of problem solving. It's the ability to find the resources that you need to 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 help you solve the problem. I would personally recommend if you have the capabilities of finding someone that's really good at the problem, like someone that's really good at solving that type of problem that you have is getting a friend or a coach and having that person help you out. If you don't have that resource, there's still no excuse because the internet is a tool that most people have not had. I mean, in the last 20 years, honestly, the internet has revolutionized the lives of so many people. I mean, could you imagine back in the day for you to get the information that you need? Like if you couldn't surround yourself and find someone that was an expert, you had to go to your local library find a book, hope that it was still there, check it out or stay at the library for hours reading a book and that book is like outdated already, possibly. 
with the internet now with YouTube and, and uh, like how to guides and you can literally buy coaching services online as well. It's like a perfect time to learn skill sets. And um, I've seen a lot of my friends that are super successful, including myself at how like during this huge epidemic, I think that last part is the thing that really changed their lives. And, and I, Thank you, internet, because it really showed me an opportunity when I was in this period of like, not really desperation, but like, it was a difficult time period. I, I remember the last financial crisis. I was in the gutter. I was in the shit. My credit went to garbage and I didn't have a family. I didn't have a wife. I didn't have a daughter. I was by myself. And, you know, when the financial crisis happened, I lost my job. It was horrible. You know, my credit went to shit and I had to start all over and it was horrible, you know, especially with someone that had a 750 credit score when he was 20 years old. It was so hard of a time period for me. And so I thought to myself, I was like, shit, the same economic crisis, possibly even worse. I'm living in a a worse city that's impacted by it. I can't really go anywhere because I can't really travel because I can't risk getting COVID. And like, what jobs can I get into? And Lo and behold, what did I do? I would like recognize my problem, thought realistically what I could do, looked at my finances. How much money did I have? How long could I survive? You know, my wife still works because she has, she works, you know, as a at home interpreter, but I'm not working. We lost a huge part of our income. We still have bills to pay. You know, what can I do like temporarily to relieve myself? Should I ask for like a temporary relief? You know, yeah, sure. Why not? Two months, give myself a two month break. And in those two months, try to solve the problem that I have. Do I have savings? Yes. Do I have enough to save for like six months of not working? Yes. But you know, will I be able to find work in six months? I don't know. That's where I need. And so like with that uncertainty, I was like, shit, I need resources. I need to fill my mind with things that I could possibly work towards. I need to start looking on work search boards and seeing if there's like uh, opportunities out there, start to entertain like what professions I can think of that still favor this idea, even in a crazy time period like COVID-19, what fields of work can I be in where literally I still can work 20 hours a week and still make great money? That's a small field when you're talking about like COVID-19 and I found it. I fucking found it. and It was great. And the cool thing about this job that I have, it's like literally anyone can do it, which is so cool. I mean, unless you're a felon or, um, you know, and again, those people, it, unfortunately it sucks, but it's a realization of just like the choices that you made in life. And, and hopefully there's, but there are programs out there that help those type of people as well. So I know for a fact, there's a ton of companies that get incentivized now for hiring felons. I know there's uh, industries you can start. You can start your own business. If you just got out of jail, that's really hard. But there are resources for people that are felons to help them find work. Um, But if you're not a felon, you could do what I do. As long as you didn't. uh, Yeah, that's it, really, honestly. So if you can pass a background check, then you're good to go. Um, And there are a lot of jobs like the one that I'm, I'm doing now that allows you to do those kind of things. But again, and there's a lot of opportunities as well. Like if you listen to my last, not last week's podcast, but the week prior to that, when I was talking about streaming, streaming, you can get into streaming right now. 
make money from that. I just couldn't at the moment because I, I don't have a consistent schedule. But if you don't really have a little one to look over, you know, think about something that you're really good at and get a camera in front of you and start streaming. You'd be very surprised at like the opportunities to make money. There is even in the worst situations, there is always an opportunity is what I'm trying to say. Like no matter how big of a problem it is, you can overcome it. There are people in our history of man and women that have had worse situations than any of us will ever have. And I'm always reminding myself of that every time that I, for a second, try to think that my problems are bigger than anyone else's in this history of, of humanity. And it's not. It really isn't. And when you think that way, it makes it that much easier for you to overcome those problems. So, like I said, when you, when you think of solving your issues, right, think about the problem. Be realistic about it. Don't go into what ifs. Think about the problem itself and how to solve it. Apply yourself at the problem. If you solve it, great. Good job. If not, reflect on it. Don't beat yourself up about it. And then reach out for help. If you, like, if you know that you're not capable of, like, if you made a mistake, but it was something that you know you're capable of not making again, then boom, you're learning experience. You move forward. Don't make the mistake again. But if it's something that you know you can't, you know, that you don't have the, the capability of, of addressing right now for whatever reason, get help. Get Look out to a friend that's an expert in that field. If not, find a coach. If you can't find a coach or you can't afford a coach, there are plenty of free resources online. Trust me, there are a ton. Even if you do it the shady way and go in the dark web and find those inf- that information, you can find it. It's out there. There's no excuse, Right? And so when you do that, you, you'll, you'll become an effective. If you do that with every single problem that comes your way and you do it in that way, you'll start to become an effective problem solver. So yesterday is huge. Today is huge. If you can apply those two things together, yesterday's was just the most important one, right? This is being comfortable with failing. If you just are capable of doing that and learning from your mistakes, you're going to improve inadvertently and you're going to be in a better position in life. It's those that continuously make the same mistakes and that's different. You know, they're not, they're not learning from their mistakes, but if you can learn from your mistakes and you constantly make mistakes, you're going to be in a, a happier person always. But if you apply problem solving with yesterday's ability to make mistakes and be comfortable with making mistakes. You are always going to be a happy person because slowly but surely you're going to start solving more and more problems and developing more and more confidence in yourself and being appreciative of more of the, of the person that you are. And you're just going to live this life, looking at life as a way, like no problem is going to be able to, to knock me down. And if something does knock me down, I'll just get back up and I'll keep doing it. I'll keep doing it. Boom. It's just like those two things together allow me to be in a position that I'm in life. And everyone deserves that. Everyone deserves to be happy. There's not a single person on this planet that deserves to be unhappy. Because when you are, you're going to make dreadful mistakes. Those are, are the people that make the worst things, that do the worst harm to society. If everyone just learned to be happy, including Hitler. Do you realize that Hitler, when he was a kid, he wanted to be a painter and he worked his entire life as, as a, a young person 
trying to be a painter. He had a horrible stepfather that abused him pretty much, but he wanted to be a painter. But when he finally applied to the academy that he wanted to go to for painting, he couldn't get in. They didn't like his painting. And he actually, his entry was actually a pretty good entry for such a dirtbag, shitty person in history. But look what happened. After that, he got uh, he went into the military, fought in World War One, and developed radical ideas that led to him being the the shittiest man in the history of man ever, right? And it was because he didn't know how to problem solve his way into becoming a painter. Literally, just don't become Hitler. Don't become a bad person. <laughs> Not saying that that's what you're going to become, but like just. Be okay with failing, making mistakes, and learning to solve your problems. Get over those things, and you will be that much closer to being a happier person. You all deserve it. Every one of you listening to this deserve to be happy. Work towards it. This pandemic is giving you that opportunity. I know you've heard that plenty of times, but there's not enough information out there to probably kickstart you with that mentality of just like, go out there and make that mistake, right? Go out there and learn from those mistakes. And so uh, we're going to continue on this week and talking about more things that are just going to help you be in a position to be a happier person. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast about being a problem solver. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace.